book of Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 the Bible says in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth the earth was a formless wasteland and darkness covered the abyss while a mighty wind swept over the waters then God said let there be light and there was light praise God and then we read in the gospel of John chapter 1 from verse 1 in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things came to be through him and without him nothing came to be what came to be through him was life and the life was the light of the human race praise God and then we read the gospel of Luke chapter 2 the most famous um, story of Christmas from verse 9 the angel of the Lord appeared to them shepherds and the glory of the Lord shone around them they were struck with great fear the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude, a multitude, a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And again, when they saw this, verse 17, they made known the message that had been told to them about this child. And verse 20, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as it had been told to them praise God and finally we are going to read the book of Revelation chapter 5 from verse 6 From verse 2 then I saw a mighty angel who proclaimed in a loud voice who is worthy to open the scroll and to break its seal no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or examine it I shed many tears because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to examine it one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed, enabling him to open the scroll within, with its seven seals. 
Then I saw standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and the elders, a lamb that seemed to have been slain. Praise God. He had seven horns and seven eyes. This, this are the seven spirits of God sent out into the world. And verse 7, he came and received the scroll from the right hand of the one who sat on the throne. When he took it, the four living creatures, the twenty-four elders, fell down before the Lamb. Before the Lamb. Each of the elders held a harp and a gold bowl filled with incense, which are the prayers of the holy ones. They sang a new hymn, Worthy are you to receive the scroll and to break open its seals, for you are slain, and with your blood you purchased for God those from every tribe, every tongue, people, and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for our God, and they will reign on earth. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you. We enthrone you above every situation and every circumstance of our life. We welcome your presence, Lord, in our hearts with thanksgiving as we offer our prayers. We pray that you may speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak something new into our lives that is going to help us to fix our eyes on you, to focus our mind to you, and to be transformed from inside out for the greater glory of your most holy and acceptable name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. So, we have read uh, several passages in um, different books in the Bible. But everything is going to lead us to just one thing. The Christmas story is a topic for our meditation. And it means that the Christmas story is not just that of a baby king, Jesus, Emmanuel, Savior, Son of God, Redeemer, being born on Christmas Day, but also it is a lesson about worship taught to us by the angels, the heavenly hosts. You see, when a king, a baby king, he was king as a child, he was king after crucifixion, after his death, and we know he's glorified now. So, when the king is born to us on earth, we don't just go to see the baby like we do, you know, to every other person, but worship is key. So the entrance, the entrance of Jesus after glorification to heaven in the book of Revelation chapter 5 that we read after he died and, and resurrected was met with worship. And his entrance was as a lamb that was slain. And the question we have is, how come that his entrance to heaven was like a lamb that was slain? 
and when he got to heaven and took the scroll worship came from around the throne of the father to him because Abba father wanted to glorify his son remember in the beginning he's the one who made the promise that he was gonna send his beloved son to come and redeem the world and we read the book of Genesis as a reminder that God created the world and he spoke and it came to be we know who is the living word made flesh because in the book of John we are told in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and this word was the light of the human race and we also know that the Bible says that everything was created in him so he is central to everything I mean everything is his we all belong to him and so we see the story begins in the book of Genesis in the beginning was the word God creates the world but he's speaking the word the living word of God is Jesus we know and the Bible reminds us that it is sharper than any double-edged sword so when we speak the word even right now when I speak the word the Lord is speaking to me and piercing my heart and the heart of the listener and that is why the word of God is alive because even after years and centuries it is still alive and active when it is spoken so we cannot separate um, in the beginning what happened and now as we look forward to celebrating Christmas but we just need to look deeper into the Christmas story many other times that the story is told about a, um, a child being born you know a virgin that brought forth the son of God uh, we know that the wise men took their gifts to worship the child and now we know now the other category of people was the shepherds and there was a very greater purpose for them as well and as we look into the fact that Jesus was born in a manger and sometimes we wonder why it had to be a manger but this far now when we look into what is being revealed to us you know by the shepherds we know that it is possible that if he had been born in maybe an inn and enclosed in they would not have allowed the shepherds to go in why because they are they were considered as the lowly most people and imagine they are the ones who are bearing the good news of what just happened that a king has been born that the son of god has been born the redeemer the savior but just imagine if they were in a certain inn with an innkeeper who you know would have said the same thing sorry it is full you cannot come in and so the message would not have been known about the king being born so god in his own way 
organizes everything, pre-plans and everything in accordance with his will so that his purpose may be fulfilled. And this is the same way that in our lives we do not understand how connected every season is to the next season and to the next season. There are seasons that probably to us would not be very pleasant, but what we don't know is that even those seasons have been pre-planned by the Lord. If we are believers, then we will believe that he holds not just the universe, but you and I in his hand. And whatever he does, he does it so, so well. And he has power and control over everything. So he pre-organizes and plans everything in accordance with his purpose, which normally might not be our way or maybe how we see it. So one season, which might be so frustrating or maybe so challenging, happens to be connected to probably another season that will be coming later on in the future that we do not know but he deals with everything from eternity to eternity because he is the eternal God so he connects everything from I mean the beginning to the end but we only get to experience it at the moment and the worries that we hold for tomorrow and the unknown if only we trust God enough to know that he's always in charge and in control, then we'll be able to let go of all that worry and put it at his feet so that his will and his purpose can be unveiled to us in due time. So the message is here that the angel appears to the shepherds who are in the fields. They are frozen in the fields, you know, to see an angel and then what follows is the message of what the angel came to say that I proclaim to you good news of great joy for all the world. Can you imagine all the world? Something that is going to benefit all the world was not spoken to someone in a palace but to a shepherd somewhere in the fields. How many people here today would believe a shepherd if they turn up with the greatest news from God. How many? I wonder how many would believe. But the most interesting or the most important thing is where the Lord or the angels sent the shepherds to. They were not told to go to Herod or to go to the highest authorities of the land and to tell them, but they were sent to the mother and the father, the foster father of the child. And nothing would have stopped them from going because it was a shed you know it was a shed they didn't have to explain uh, to someone else you know if there was security by the door it was maybe a inn that was manned and they would need to explain themselves and say no we saw this and this is what happened i'm sure they would have been blocked but the lord knew so he made it sure that the child would be born in a place where there would be nothing blocking them so they got the direction and they went and they were told what exactly they were gonna find so they went to the manger and uh, they took the news and i also find it um, 
very um, interesting when the other angel is speaking to them about the message of the newborn baby uh, the Bible records the sign was given to them that they will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger <laughs> and as this message is given so you see it was not a surprise to God that his son was born in a manger and so are the challenges in our lives. They are not a surprise to God. You know, sometimes we think that, oops, this thing just happened. How did it happen? We think that God wasn't aware. He was well aware and he allowed it to happen. So if we go through misfortunes in life, we just have to believe that if God allowed it to happen, then he has a better plan. And then we seek his peace through every situation. And when we are able to trust him enough, to believe that he is in charge and in control then we will not live our lives frustrated but we are going to live with peace and joy that the Lord is in control and he is for us and not against us so verse 13 says suddenly and suddenly there was a multitude not one or two a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel raising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom the favor, his favor rests. You see, it's very interesting if you imagine uh, the angel is speaking to the shepherds. They're already so frozen thinking what is going on. And they get this message that probably they knew because it was a prophecy given uh, several years back. So once they receive the message, they would probably be asking themselves wow how come how come we get this message how and maybe uh, from at that time their lowly life and how they were considered as maybe the nobodies but before they get to think about all this it was not the end of the story something else is happening suddenly the bible records suddenly you see how god plans things it was not the heavenly hosts. It was not the multitude of angels came singing fast. It was the message. So the child, the birth of the child was important to be spoken about. That is good news that it, has, it is a prophecy that has been fulfilled. That hello guys, the son of God is already on earth. The word, the word that was in the beginning has already become flesh. He's already born. The baby king is already on earth. The kingdom of God has already been established. And I see all these words just popping out of, you know, the unspoken maybe words from the angel. But we know who the child is. He's God with us. So God is already on earth. And what do you need to do? You see, we don't need a pen and paper to write down or a classroom to maybe go sit down and start uh, answering all these questions. We just need to look through what is happening and we see the multitude of angels worshipping and praising God, singing glory to God most high and we know, we know for sure that this was a message given to the shepherds. It is a lesson for them to learn that the king is on earth and this is what you are meant to do and this is what happens and this is what should be happening because if the king is there then worship has to be 
if God is on earth, then worship has to be made available. And it is not human beings who started this thing. It is started in heaven before he came. So he's here now and he's a son of God. So while he's here, the angels, you know, come to praise God and to glorify God. So the angels, so that means the presence of God is um, surrounded by angels worshipping. And I remember a, a, a verse in the book of Psalms that says, The Lord, the presence of God dwells. The Lord dwells in the midst of our praises. Because where there is worship, praising God, glorifying God, definitely his presence will be there. Where there is worship, the Lord is. And where the Lord is, there has to be worship. And we know now uh, after the shepherds got this message, they went and told uh, Mary about it. And we know Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Verse 19. Then, after they gave the message, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. It is not possible to come and to have an encounter with the Lord and not to worship. It is not possible to have such a wonderful experience of presence of Emmanuel with us and not to be filled with that joy and that joy is meant to lead us to worship God. Whenever we are filled with the joy of the Lord then we can't restrain ourselves to worship because we are created like that. There is a void in us to worship God and that is why when we fail to worship God then we worship something else. You see we are preparing ourselves for Christmas and definitely celebration is one key thing at this season but I wonder the question in my heart is other than just celebrating about you know eating and drinking celebrating a child Jesus you know baby Jesus has been born to us I think it is also important to look at this story in a different perspective and to come to the knowledge that when the angel spoke about the child, the good news about the birth of the child, he also spoke um, about where the sign, where the mother was and how they were going to get there. And it's because they were meant to go and worship and they got the first training available by the hosts of angels it was not just one and when they went we are told they didn't just do it while they were there but even when they left they left glorifying and praising God for what they have heard and seen because they heard from the angel they saw with their eyes and when we see actually the goodness of God then we cannot restrain ourselves from praising and glorifying God so we have to hear, we have to see and believe and then worship. Now the thing is, 
if the entry of Jesus in the world was met with worship. And funny enough, we know the message that was given to Mary at the Annunciation. Uh, when she received this message in the Gospel of Luke, and that is chapter 1, and she went to see Elizabeth, Mary started singing. And it happened that Elizabeth received the Holy Spirit from the child in her womb, and that is baby Jesus started prophesying, and Mary started also rejoicing in the Spirit. And she's rejoicing and singing the word, singing the scripture. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, a song that was sung by Hannah in the book of Second Samuel. When she also um, gave the baby to the church, Samuel who was one great prophet that lived. So it is interesting how the Holy Spirit works. You know, she has been named as the mother of the Lord by Elizabeth and she started glorifying God. <laughs> now the child is born and the heavenly hosts have appeared to the lowly shepherds praising God and the shepherds have come, they have left praising God. Now the entrance of Jesus into the world is met with worship. Worship from the Holy Spirit a prophetic worship by Mother Mary and the heavenly hosts. The angels have come to teach the shepherds what to do when you go to see the child. The Magi bring um, the gifts they brought, very expensive gifts, uh, to offer to worship. Uh, because worship is an offering. However, they were not the ones who were taught about worship. It was the shepherds. Between the entrance of Jesus into the world, we know a few, uh, probably several circumstances that Jesus uh, healed someone and they got the revelation and the Bible says they worshipped him. Like um, the man that was blind and then Jesus healed him uh, when he met him at the temple and he came to know who actually Jesus was. He worshipped him and not just him but many other individuals however when Jesus did and finished what he came to do because this is just the beginning he died on the cross and after his death he was glorified by our father and given a name that is above every other name and his entrance to heaven like we read in the book of Revelation chapter 5 once he took the scroll he also received worship because all the worship came from Abba Father and they all surrounded the throne of the Lamb of God, Jesus. And it's also interesting how he's referred to as the lamb. And he walks to the throne like a lamb who was slain. He was born in a manger. Um, <laughs> and it was the shepherds who came to actually bear the good news. 
very interesting. He comes to heaven and he is met and surrounded by worship. And they were singing a new hymn, Worthy Are You. So, uh, thinking about it, I'm just thinking if he has been met by worship in heaven, so it means from the moment that he came to earth, from the moment he was born, it was meant to continue. That worship was meant to go on until the time he went back to heaven. We know all the sufferings he had to go through and the rejection and everything. And in fact, when he said that God is my father, then they said, okay, now we are going to kill him. So he was killed for speaking the truth. But for you and I today who will be uh, celebrating Christmas and probably are seeking to celebrate it with a difference, I believe the Lord is teaching us a new thing. And this is the fact that we don't just um, think about the baby Jesus, a baby born king. He was a king at birth, a king at the crucifixion, and a king after crucifixion. So worship is what he requires from us. I mean, he is to be worshipped. He has created each one of us with a void that will lead us to worship him. And if we don't worship him, then we are bound to worship something else. And what is worship? It is pouring our hearts to him. He's in God, glorifying God. We know Mary started once she conceived and she was named as the mother of the Lord. She started singing prophetically, glorifying God, singing, my soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. He has looked down into the lowly lowly maiden servant and our generations will call me blessed and it goes on and I can only imagine if she started to sing that song at that point in time <laughs> then she must have continued to sing it all along even now and she's holding the baby just like any other uh, mother holding a newborn baby the beauty is just beyond what words can express and she must have been worshipping and praising God if she did it while the child was still in her womb so she knew the lesson which was taught to her by the Holy Spirit the shepherds were taught by the heavenly hosts so when we desire to have the presence of God in us alive or with us then we have to remember this moment that when the king shows up when we desire to have the presence of God in our midst then worship has to be up praise has to go up glorifying God has to go up and we know now today that he has already um, purchased us by his blood and he was glorified for a reason so as we live we are living because our redeemer is alive 
and if he is alive then he is worthy to receive our worship he alone is worthy to receive our worship so worship has to go up so christmas time a new christmas song is to glorify god a new christmas song is to praise god a new christmas song is to worship god not just to go and see the child but to go and worship the child not just to not just to uh, think about the child jesus and just be mesmerized by imagining uh, the situation and the fact that the child is born to us but to be uh, also drawn to worshiping him and that is why we sing this song uh, around this christmas season which i believe should not just be for this season but should be um, an everyday song just to remind ourselves why we are here what we are created to do because if everything is created for him in him through him then it is supposed to be a continuous present tense activity and the song goes sang glory to God I believe that's what they are also singing without words that this is a child of God a prophecy fulfilled a savior has been born now come let us adore the Lord so as we prepare ourselves for Christmas let us also join the shepherds and Mary and Joseph holding the baby Jesus and let us adore the child Jesus as we get to be mesmerized by his presence and beauty and to imagine that God has been born to us to come and ransom us let us give our hearts of our hearts in worship and glorify God of this wonderful gift that he has given to us he did not have to in the olden times he sent prophets and we know many prophets that were sent but god in his own way in his own timing he chose to send us his son this is just beyond even what words can express how loving god is how compassionate how merciful he is to us we cannot pay him back but we can offer our thanksgiving with joy in worship of his holy name so let us pray father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you we honor you we worship you we enthrone you we glorify your holy name acknowledging the lord you alone are worthy to receive our worship help us lord that every moment of our lives every moment of our day that we come to the knee 
knowledge that we are created in you for you through you and to live for you that we belong to you and everything in the world you deserve our worship lord that you alone deserve to be glorified for this wonderful gift that you have given to us coming to dwell in us coming to help us coming to be one with us lord we can never pay you back but we pray that you may give us a heart of worship and that's why david said that you lord will open our lips and our mouths shall announce our praises purify our mouths most times when we have spoken or said things that did not glorify you that you may be purified by thy precious blood so we can worship you lord and you taught a Samaritan woman, a Gentile woman, about what it means to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help us, Lord, to learn your ways, to learn your ways and all the lessons that you have revealed to us about worshiping you. And you told the Pharisees who said to, to you to tell your disciples to stop shouting Hosanna. And you said to them, if they keep quiet, then the stones are going to cry to you and worship you. There is nothing we cannot do. Lord, we believe in you and we trust in you. Help us to grow in the knowledge of you, to love you and to worship you every moment of our lives. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that you have ordained praise in the mouths of the infants. So when children are praising you, we might not even know because they have a different language. But Lord, you know and you understand. Give us a language to worship you that nothing and nobody can interfere or distract us from so that we may grow. We may grow to become what you desire us to be. We love you and we honor you. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.